This is Cam Sports, and uh, we're back with another episode today. So today we want to talk about the New York Jets and Cowboys game first. So Matthew, what what are your uh, opinions on that? Huh, man, I feel I feel I'm starting to feel like a broken record each time, every week, three weeks in a row. It's another Cowboys horrendous loss, and this was the worst of them. Coming against the 0-4 Jets, who got Sam Darnold back. But they're the 0-4 Jets, okay? It, should, it shouldn't have been yeah. a problem. And the last two weeks, I think the loss has been on Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't really put – I can't say it was his fault mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. Primarily, it, was, it came down to coaching. Overall, execution was just poor. But there's just a few things that kind of stuck out to me on, like, the abysmal coaching. The first is the number of, like, first down runs we had. Analytics have shown – that first down runs are the most ineffective um, play calls on first down, and we ran it more than anyone else in the league on Sunday. And it's it 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 was obviously not working throughout the game, and we stuck with it. And it, Do you have it any just idea why we would choose to like depend on Zeke so much when we have a receiving core like how we have. Well, um, Amari Cooper. He um, suited up for the game, but after the first play, he caught a pass, and he wasn't. It was clear he wasn't ready to go. He probably he probably should have never suited up. He didn't. He didn't play another snap, and Randall Cobb was out from the start. So I understand wanting to lean on the run game, but you have to disguise it better, and you have to play smarter. Part part of the reason we like, I I feel like we're starting to rely on Zeke now is just because we paid him a lot in the off season, and they feel this this need to run with him a lot. And it's 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 not working, and part of that is on the offensive line. Part of that's just coaching. Mm-hmm. But do you want to talk about that read option that they had <sighs> on fourth and two? That was just terrible. Second quarter, you're in their you're in their zone. You're in the red zone. You're only down four. Yeah. You can just take the points. No one will be mad at you for going down by one in the second quarter. Okay. Mm-hmm. But fine, you go for it. I'm not I'm not that opposed to going for it. I I like. When we're more aggressive, but that was just the worst play call. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. I just it, that was so bad. If you're gonna if you're gonna run the ball, just give it to Zeke. Why why would you <laughs> call that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and Zach kept it too. Yeah, it, part of that and just the worst the worst play of the entire game was a two point conversion play. Yeah. Oh, oh. my god. You the, the offensive line was. Pretty, you have to blame the offensive line you, on that. You 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 call the timeout on that drive. So basically, you you score and you get the onside conversion. You can't hope to stop them with only two timeouts because you will just absolutely have you will not have enough time. So once it gets to that two point conversion play, why do you not call a timeout to just see what the defense is giving you? If you're the defense have been bringing pressure every single every single third down. They weren't even disguising it. They would load they would load it up and. For the most part, Dak would be okay with bring, uh, assigning the protection. But for some reason, on that two-point conversion play, he went empty set, allowed a free runner, and there wasn't any routes coming over the middle that were quick reads. As soon as he threw the ball, Jason Witten wasn't even turned ready for it. So just, just everything about that play went wrong. And I don't know why you didn't just call a timeout just to see what the defense was giving you because the timeouts don't mean anything anymore. You, once you have two, that's it. So... And also, we we wouldn't even need the two point conversion if we just took the three points, the chip shot field goal, or if we've made that forty five yard kick from. Uh, What's that? That, that What's was that earlier on. Was that number two in the season. For what? The miss field goal. Maher. No. Well, two this game. 
Oh no no one he one missed one. Game, but sorry. So I think he's missed. Season? No, he's missed. Um, I don't think Dan like I don't think season. Dan Bailey ever had this problem. Well, Dan Bailey has problems right now. So <laughs> yeah, moving. So last year, moving on from Dan Bailey was the right decision. Yeah. Just they ne- they they haven't found or at least tried to find a good replacement for him. Maher isn't the permanent solution. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear to everyone that yeah, he'll hit the sixty-two yarder, and that's cool. But I just I'd rather have a kicker that's automatic from, which it should be automatic from within 40, 40 and within should be automatic and it's not every time he kicks I have to hold my breath and I, yeah. and I'm worried I I will take three forty yard kicks over one sixty two yard kick every day of the week. Mm-hmm. But I can't I can't say the loss is on Maher because he missed a forty but he made a sixty two yarder I wouldn't expect him to make the sixty two so I think it evens out. For the most part, I still expect a kicker to make a four-yard field goal, but I'm not gonna hold. I'm not gonna hold him um, like that critically. But that's he's hardly the reason we lost. Yeah. Primarily coaching. Another was just those receivers. Um, and we just had like a rough start, I think. Yeah. We didn't. I don't think we came prepared to play the team. We, we kind of like overlooked them because you know they were the 0-4 Jets. So we just didn't come ready to play, and then they got a big lead early, and then we never got it back. Yeah, the last two weeks against Green Bay, too, it was it was just a flat start. If we can play a good two halves of football, it, it this team looks a lot different. But the second half's always a lot better than the first half's mm-hmm. always better. Yeah, that that just reflects to me like a sign of unpreparedness, because it yeah. it shouldn't take a, a whole half to figure out what they're gonna do. So. How about the Steelers Ravens? How are we talking about? That was last. Yeah. Steelers, um, Chargers, third string. Oh, you back? Oh, okay. Uh, well, is that this week or? Yeah. But yeah. The, the, the Steelers. I mean, sorry. The Chargers were just. They imploded, I guess. Like yeah. they're. I, I, I didn't watch that game, but I I, I know this. The third string quarterback. Yeah, the third string quarterback. Well, something like you were saying, even though like we lost some of our good receivers, like, we should have been able to hide that we were going to run it a lot more. Same type of concept with the Steelers. The Steelers coming in to a char- not a, not a completely terrible Chargers defense, but, yeah, but still, like, like, they were able to hide the fact that, they were able to have a play calling which, uh, didn't completely depend on the run game with James Conner with a third string quarterback, which is what everyone expected, <laughs> and they were still able to, James Conner still ended up getting runs, but uh, that third-string quarterback, I think his nickname was Duck. Duck. <laughs> uh, well, we'll just call him Duck. He uh, he played pretty well, and I think it's like, as a coach, similar to the Cowboys, you have to put trust in that even though you have a third-string playing, he's still made it to the NFL for a reason. Like, they can be able to make a throw when needed. You can't completely depend on one That can't always make a throw. Sorry, sorry. No, I, I I agree. Every team in the league has injuries. That's that's part of football. Yeah. It's 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 really dangerous and it's the most injury um, prone sport. Yet every team seems to be able to overcome these injuries except the Cowboys. Like the Saints without Drew Brees. The the Teddy Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater was able to lead them. The Packers without Devontae Adams still still super effective in the yeah. past. So there's 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 really no excuse. I mean and I feel like the Cowboys have always been under this principle with Jason Garrett that it's just beat your man. And that 
that'll work against the bad teams. I mean, it didn't against the Jets, but that'll work most of the time against the bad teams. But at some point, you have you have to like scheme and design plays for the players you have. Okay, you can't just expect your um, fifth, your fourth or fifth string wide receiver to be Amari Cooper, to be Randall Cobb. You have to help them out. You have to help out your backup tackles when when they're clearly getting beat. It's it's just a, a sign of bad coaching, and I think. If we lose, if we lose next week against the Eagles, I think that's the nail in the coffin for Jason Garrett. If we lose against the Eagles, do you think we should try to clinch a wild card spot? Even like, yeah, well, like, yeah, we should try, of course. Should we try though? Because like, honestly, with our injuries, well, we're not going to be worse than we're not going to have a worse record than the Redskins, Dolphins, uh, Bengals. Even if we do just tank for the rest of the season, so we're not going to get Tua. Which we, we don't want Tua. Tua's yeah, still. Well, you're just as. Salty Texas fan, so we can't trust your opinion on the college quarterbacks. <laughs> we'll be talking about college later in this yeah. session. But speaking of the Dolphins, you see that Dolphins versus Redskins <laughs> game? That was the worst game I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> that the defense on both sides are just so terrible. They allowed Josh Rosen to score like what twenty two points on them. Kind of forgot he's still in the league. He's not a real quarterback, I think. And then the Redskins. I don't even know who the quarterback is. Do you, do you know? I don't even back? know. I don't. I think it was Colt playing. Was I'm Colt. not even 100% I sure. I heard I saw I, Colt I was back. Okay, so Colt McCoy. I don't. Well, Texas I don't, fan. Yeah, no, let's, let's, we don't know terrible. if Colt was playing for sure. It's terrible. But uh, I think what really showed how bad both the teams are was the final play, the two-point conversion to tie the game up that the Dolphins had. They ran a wide receiver screen, and Ryan Fitz... No, Ryan Fitzpatrick subbed into the game later for the Dolphins. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick threw a pass to some wide receiver. Some bum. The, some bum for the two-point conversion, and he dropped the pass. <laughs> he dropped the wide receiver screen pass. <laughs> it wasn't even a, a bad pass. It's for the record, uh, it's, a, it's a wide open catch. It's a wide open pull. No, like, yeah. no defender, no three yard radius of them. Like, exactly. <laughs> you drop we, we, we could, we could uh, solve for the cir- circumference around Okay. <laughs> There's no one in there. Anyone watching could probably sub in for that receiver and make mm-hmm. that catch. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, the Redskins might have won the game, but let's be, let's be honest. There they, was no they, they lost. Yeah. There was they no lost the tank. Yeah, they, oh. they lost the Tua battle. Because battle for Tua. the ultimate prize is Tua, and right now the Dolphins are actually winning that battle. So, <laughs> but hey, the Bengals—they're also zero six. <laughs> the Bengals actually kind. Oh, they they kind of gave the Ravens a good game, which just shows I have no. I don't like the Ravens yeah. at all, but um, I mean. Sure. They're still probably going to make the playoffs, so kind of like the Cowboys. That division is so bad. <laughs> yeah. How about the 49ers, man? We haven't been. They're, what, 6-0 and now? Uh-huh. Man, their defense has been lighting it up. Like, let's be honest here. They've been, what, like three fourth down stops or two fourth down yeah. stops? One of them was, like, fourth and goal at the two, and they mm-hmm. stuffed them. And it wasn't a bad off. I forgot who they played like. The Rams. They stuffed the Rams. Yeah, the, the 49ers have been kind of surprising. And it really, their team starts with their defense, and it starts with the defensive line. Nick Bosa. Oh, man. That, Nick yeah, Bosa was a fantastic like pick. Man. And him, along with DeForest Buckner, and their whole defensive line is just um, really good. 
You also have Richard Sherman in the man in the secondary who's, who who can still play. He's obviously not what he once was. And then of course Kyle Shanahan, who's one of the best offensive minds in the league, um, able to like utilize all their players. They have a two, a nice dynamic um, running duo with uh, Matt Rita and Tevin Coleman that really takes the pressure off of Jimmy G. And George Kittle, obviously one of the probably the second best tight end in the league, helping carry the load. So they have a really nice looking team. And Who would have thought coming into this season the 49ers? Uh, I predicted that. Oh, <laughs> No. Yeah, I expected the Rams to win that division, but they're sitting here at 3-3, three and three, not looking good. And then they shocked everyone yesterday, and they made a trade for uh, Jalen Ramsey. 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 And they're still going to make the playoffs. Aaron Darnold in the front, Jalen Ramsey secondary. But the Seahawks, they haven't shown any signs of stopping. Yeah. And MVP, MVP Russ. And also the 49ers, 49ers undefeated. Crazy. So uh, they, they're probably not going to – I, I, I they don't think they're making the playoffs. They could they, try to fight for they, a wild card. Yeah. But they could fight for a while. They have a wild card shot, but looking at that division, that's the toughest. That's, yeah. That along with the um, NFC North is the toughest. Are the toughest two divisions, and with the Seahawks, Russell Wilson playing. Yeah, like you said, MVP caliber, and, um, and then Christian McCaffrey. I think those are the front two runners. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> actually, if you look at the past running backs that have won stats, that have won like, MVP, Christian McCaffrey is leading. Those through the first um, six games, he's leading those previous running backs in um, total yards and touchdowns. So, but will the Panthers make the playoffs? Uh, maybe. Ooh, so Cam Newton, he's actually I think, um, I think you about to be cleared to play. So, oh, really? but that jumps like, do you keep him benched? Yeah. They would what undefeated since he was gone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would. I would keep him benched personally. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a big fan of Cam Newton, but I think if he's like. Super health. If he's like really healthy, rested, he he's obviously the most athletic QB, and you could really use that in the playoffs. But the problem is, by the time you get there, he's normally worn down. So maybe it could be beneficial to them that he got injured and now he can rest. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. So do you want to talk about the uh, Packers and Lions game? Oh, the, I mean, I think the refs won that game. They kind of screwed over. I respect over. Aaron Rodgers a lot. I knew some Rodgers magic was coming, but. Honestly, I, I don't I don't think he should have even had that chance in the first place. Mm-hmm. No face mask. There was yeah. no, no... He just hit him, what, like under the yeah, helmet? Yeah, it was twice. Trey Flowers got him in the shoulder pad. No shoulder, they call it a face. Yeah, they, they call it legal hands to the yeah, face yeah. twice. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was... And neither time it was legal hands to the face. Yeah. And also there was... I, I don't really agree with this as much, but there was a pass interference call or there what a lack of a pass interference call for the uh, Lions but it, it was kind of iffy so I could yeah I think that was the refs a lot of people are referencing the refs decision on this one um third down completion to carry on Johnson but they said and then he fumbled it for a first down but they ruled it incomplete after a challenge mm-hmm. which I actually agree with I don't think it was a completed pass but yeah. seem, people seem to be like referencing that as where the refs went against them uh, which I don't think so, but they definitely did on those two hands to the yeah. face calls. So it definitely had a direct impact mm-hmm. on the game. And uh, Trey Flowers, he uh, never had a penalty in his in his whole entire career, including with the Patriots for illegal hands to the face, but he just got two that were not both really. not really hands to the face. So that that just shows how bad the refs screwed him over. But yeah, that that really changes the NFC North because if the Lions won that game, it could any any of those four teams could uh, win the division. 
But now the Packers are in the front because they have what they're five and one, I think. Yeah. So. Okay, so last week we had you on to talk for UCOU <laughs> Roanoke, and unfortunately, <laughs> your Longhorns fell short of the mark. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, boys. Who, right, who, who did you predict to win that one? Did you predict UT to win? Yes, I'm a big UT fan. Unfortunately, oh, really? uh, Sam Ellinger did not get the win. But there, there, there are many factors. We had our, uh, we had our defense. Our defense was still uh, thirty-four points were scored, and how, how okay, many? How okay. many of those were in but the second half? It was it was ten to zero. Well, okay, first I have to blame our offense. Sam Ellinger had one of the worst games he's played in his college career this 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 weekend. Like, so you're I saying he's not clutch? I'm saying every QB has an off day. He's still <laughs> he's still well, the go-to quarterback. His off days are just against the top-ranked teams. <laughs> He had a okay. To be fair, a, a, a now ranked number two LSU team. We only lost by one touchdown, and Sam Ellinger threw over like four hundred and fifty yards. So he, no, he's he's a clutch player. He can go in. But I think he just had an off day. Woke but up had, on has he won day. against those top teams? Yes, he had last season against USC. He won the number like. 13, 14 USC. But but the Texas Texas. He won was ahead against of them. the number five Georgia. When we were like oh, yeah, ranked number the, ten or something, but I'm talking about this season. This season, it's it's hard to tell. We 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 will still, it, all right. So the Big Twelve, we're still we'll start we'll still number second in the Big Twelve. OU's number one. So hopefully, we'll, if we win out the rest of the games, we'll play them again in the Big Twelve championship, and then we'll see we'll see how sample. Hopefully, he gets his offense. But that 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 game was lost, not because of our offense. Not because of our defense, but because of our offense. Mm-hmm. Our offense kept our defense on that field way too long. Our defense was lighting up Jalen Hurts, all right? In, in the first half, in the first half, we stopped him to 10 total points. One field goal, one touchdown. And the fact that... And an interception. And an interception and a fumble recovery. So our defense was playing the one of the best games they've had against a really high-ranked team. But... As like we all know, if you're on the field for that long, when your offense is playing like garbage, you're gonna get tired out, and you just can't you can't keep it up that long. But which is why they should have subs and put in uh, T.O. <laughs> Tyler Owens playing a least rep. Uh, I think he got in a couple snaps. Uh, mm-hmm. He might have been one of the players who let C.D. Lamb score so many times. I mean, you can blame the whole defense for letting C.D. Lamb score. Yeah. Seems like he tore them all up. But... <laughs> Seed lives. I, but you guys can run this tape back from last week. I said, I said it itself. Three points in the first half. We're gonna have to keep CD Lamb on check. He will run all over us if he catches a ball, and that's what he can. He is deadly in the open field. I think one of the best receivers I've seen in college right now, probably number one, the best receiver. Like, I don't know another. Jerry Judy. Not even CD Lamb in the open field. Michael Crabtree. It take okay in college football the best receiver right now. Yeah, I'm talking about Crabtree in college. Yeah. Oh, right now, right now. Why why would I bring up Michael Crabtree's NFL career? Right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Jalen Hurts he started to pull away, but it just it kind of shows like OU also lacks like an offensive or defensive stride when you have an OU offense that's this that played this badly. But they still only won by one touchdown. You can't be a high-ranked playoff team playing like that. 
you have to take advantage of these games, and I think this shows OU's not going to get that number four spot. But but they definitely have a poss- They have a chance. Now, they, do, yes, does, they have a does chance. Texas have a chance to make the playoffs this year? No need to rub it in. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't trying to. Just asking a question. So can you answer it, please? No. No, he Texas is, does not uh, have a chance to out of the playoff race. Unless Alabama loses the rest of their games. Unless the top ten teams all lose the rest of their games, UT is uh, out of the playoff race. Okay, so this is a little off topic, but what's the record of SMU? <laughs> I don't have that facts on me, Les. Uh, there's 6-0. There was a good LSU game played. LSU beat a number ten team, Florida. <laughs> Uh, that was a pretty good Joe Burrow. I think is in the play uh, Heisman runnings right now with the way he's playing. Um, LSU got bumped up three spots to number two from five. So OU's offense is probably the most electric this season. I think they're. I think they have a better offense right now, like high intensity wise than Alabama. Though like throwing yards wise, rushing yards wise, um, but their defense is what's lacking. That's why if that's why Bama's fair number one is. LSU's defense has a lot of holes they need to fix. But other than that, the week of college was over. That was a big well, game. Georgia lost oh, to South yes. Carolina. Uh, we, I think we're out of time, but yeah, Georgia lost. They were a number three seed, dropped to number 10, and that was a huge loss for them. And they're, they're probably out of the playoff race because they lost an unranked team. But that was it for college football. All right, SMU's the best team in uh, Texas, and we'll see you later. See you next week. We are Cam Sports. Goodbye.